Holly G with the Golf Insiders. It is uh, the weekend, and we are approaching the season-ending big event for the LPGA, the CME Group Tour Championship. This is the Women's FedEx Cup, and it's always a pleasure to spend some time and catch up with everything that's happening in the world of women's professional golf with my good friend, the managing editor of the LPGA, Steve Eubanks. Good morning, my friend. How are you, Holly? So nice to be with you. Same here, same here. So let's uh, let's first do a little recap of last week's tournament. Uh, there was a great playoff uh, at the Pelican Women's Championship in Bel Air, Florida, which uh, for my listeners is just outside Clearwater. Uh, this was a new event and had quite an exciting finish. You know, sort of a train wreck at the end for Lexi Thompson, uh, and then uh, a great, great playoff. But can you break it down for my listeners? Well, you know, as, as it, the, the fabulous thing about this is you've got to see uh, Nellie Corda in her element. Um, this is as fiery a competitor as we may have ever had on this tour. And for her, to be, she made triple bogey on the 71st hole uh, to fall two shots back. Uh, with one hole to play, and everyone assumed the event was over. Right. Um, but but if you were watching it on television, you got an entirely different perspective than if you were there, because you had no idea how undulating that 18th green was. It it looked like a ride at Universal. Mm. Um, and so when Alexi hit her approach shot long and left, I gave her about a 30% chance of getting it up and down from over there. Uh, it was just because you couldn't get it. You couldn't get it close. There was no way to get that, that first shot, that third shot, close to the hole. Nelly then hits it just below the hole, makes a 20-footer for birdie, um, forces a, a basically a four-way playoff. Lydia Coe had, had almost gone home. She was saying, oh, this is over. She was about ready to take off, and someone said, no, no, no you better hang around. Right. So she didn't, hit a, she didn't hit a single shot and then headed back out for the playoff. So young Kim uh, goes, you know, doesn't realize – well, she's done. She birdies the 18th hole to get into the playoff. So it's a it, you had four major champions all going back out in a, in a foursome right at dusk. What a great way to start an event! And then Nelly, you know, drains another 21 footer to uh, to seal the deal. Everybody wants to talk about why can't Lexi Thompson make a five footer to win? Those were very difficult putts. Yeah, I don't mean, it, it, and this was not. You know, a, a straightforward, straight five footer, and she just couldn't get it done. This was a tickly downhill, left to right breaking putt. You had to hit it perfect speed. Um, it, it was another one of those that was about a thirty percent chance she was going to make. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, I challenge any amateur who uh, thinks four or five footers are uh, easy putts, uh, but she did bogey on seventeen which did, you know, she missed about a four-footer, giving Nellie a little bit of a reprieve or at least some hope and then, you know, missed that putt on 18 and then sadly missed another four-footer in the playoff. Uh, it had, yeah. you know, to be a little disappointing. It's disappointing to have missed three in a row, most certainly. She, she, she could have, the easiest of the three was the one on 17. And I think just after watching the train wreck of Nellie making triple, um, it, it just, you know, her concentration faded a little bit there. The two on 18 were very difficult putts. Um, 
again, I, I would I would throw ten balls down there and dare most people to make two of them. Uh, we move into this weekend, final two days of the CME Tour Championship, and this is for all the marbles, Steve, and the big bonus. So, what uh, should we expect as uh, the you know we look to the final two days of the LPGA's 2021 season? Great shootout, great shootout with the, with great players. You look down that leaderboard. My goodness, what a great leaderboard we have. Um, you know, Celine Boutier has, has put together some incredible ball striking the last couple of days, and, and to see her playing well, having already won, she won an LET event and an LPGA Tour event earlier this year, so uh, she's finally coming into her own as, the, as sort of the champion that we knew she would be. Uh, you have Leona McGuire, who has played very well today, uh, making a move to get Nelly and Jin Young Ko still battling out for Player of the Year honors. The only way for Jin Young to... Uh, to win it is to finish uh, tied for second or better, and uh, she's she's making a, a move in that direction. So uh, we we got a, we got a lot of really great drama. Uh, again, just count the number of major champions on near at or near the top of this leaderboard, and you'll realize this is going to be one of the best season ending events in quite some time. Yeah, some may you know get confused Jin Young Ko with Lydia Ko because for you know the early part of her career all we heard was Lydia Ko Lydia Ko who uh, is how old now Steve not 24. that old 24 she is 24 years old i mean we've been the reason the reason that seems shocking is we've been hearing about her since she was 15 right so uh, that's when she won her first LPGA tour event so uh, you know you've, you've taken 15 and 16 year old Lydia is now a 24 year old young woman who is uh, back on the rise. That is absolutely the truth, uh, and and what a you know what a, a mantle she had to uphold in those you know still as a teenager and you know then like many um, losing her swing a little bit and you know changing coaches and caddies so it's it's really great to see. You know, her game coming back around. Lots of breaking news. Yesterday, the new LPGA commissioner, Male Marcus-Salmon, sat down with a a group of media for her first state of the LPGA roundtable. And um, lots of exciting things about the 2022 schedule. Share with my listeners. There really are. We have 34 events. We've got the largest... um grouping of purses in uh, in tour history. Uh, we have uh, $84.5 million. Uh, it, it, is as, it is as strong a schedule as women's professional golf has ever had. Maybe the strongest in women's professional sports history. We are thrilled for it. Uh, you have um, a, a number of sponsors who are long-term sponsors who are elevating the, uh, their purses, including this event, which is going to a $7 million purse which is at the moment the largest in, uh, in women's golf, and a $2 million first-place uh, first check. Wow. Uh, once again, the, lo- the largest in women's golf history. Wow, that is, that is very exciting. You know, earlier, uh, a few months ago, it was announced, sadly for some of us who have uh, been familiar and covered the dinosaur, out in Palm Springs for many years that, you know, that was moving and, and changing as Chevron was stepping in as a new sponsor. But very exciting to see the LPGA drawing this level of corporate sponsorship. 
really is to be able to get Chevron as a long-term sponsor is, is you know, it, it was one of the things we've always we've always thought that LPGA deserved but could never quite grasp. Uh, you know, getting that Fortune 20 company to uh, step in and, and say, yes, we believe in women's sports, we believe in women's golf, and we're here for the long term. So, yeah, you know, the, the event's going to move to Houston after next year. We will have a uh, a sad farewell to the desert um, next next April, but um, things change, and this will still be the, uh, the major championship that it should be. It'll just be in a different location. Yeah, and uh, speaking of locations, uh, for the first time, Congressional Country Club will host its first women's major, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and Muirfield, which, by the way, didn't admit female members until 2019, will host a historic AIG Women's Open in August. So, you know, lots of things moving and shaking. The great thing about this is, is, is the women are breaking a number of barriers. Congressional, the blue course, is completely different than any of than what, what anybody has seen. They went and did a, a total renovation of that golf course to the point where the only thing that is the same is the corridors on which the holes sat. Um, there's you, you will not recognize a single hole from uh, the course that Rory McIlroy took part here in the U.S. Open. Uh, it's just a, a, a in terms of complete redesigns, this was a redesign. This was not a, a refurbishment. Um, and all of the reviews are coming in, and they are extraordinary. So uh, the women get to debut the new course at Congressional. And like you said, at Muirfield in Scotland, um, th- that group of members has said, you know what, we were wrong. We were on the wrong side of things. And we, uh, we intend to not only make this the best AIG Women's Open possible, we intend to be on the right side of the future, and it's just magnificent to see people coming around like that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you know, I know there's also been uh, chatter and questions of whether a mixed team event would uh, will come back, Steve. For those of us like myself who was at the LPGA when we had the J.C. Penny back at Innisbrook, which was a PGA and the LPGA playing together, that was such a fun event. And any hint uh, that that might be in the works? Well, they, obviously they're still trying to pick the, the, the big problem is a date. Uh, you know, when you when you start looking at both tours' schedules, it's sort of like, okay, when do you do this? Because uh, the PGA Tour plays every week, but Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, the LPGA really wants to have this break uh, in the schedule um, between between this week uh, and the start in January because we feel like it's important for everybody to be able to go home and recharge. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, we would love to be able to do this. Everybody thinks it's a good idea. Uh, let's find a date to sponsor. And I think that's that's where it stands right now, and hopefully we'll be able to get it done. You know, one of the interesting things, I the fact that Molly mentioned, if you look around the landscape, less than 10% of sponsorships are allocated to women's sports. As she said, our partners understand that needs to change, and they're all in with the LPGA. They, they do, and look, it, we're not going to shake our finger at the people who are currently writing checks. They're doing a magnificent job. They get it. 
Our current partners are all in with the LPGA and all in with women's sports, and we couldn't be more gracious to them. But when you look around the corporate landscape, and, and I, I've done this uh, quite a bit. I mean, when we start, first started looking for a new sponsor for the um, for what is now the Chevron Championship, and I'm saying, gee, Google, gee, Apple, gee, Intel, you're Hello. all in California. <laughs> you know, you're all in California. Here's the first major championship of the golf season. Why aren't we doing this here? Um, and, you know, if you, if you keep talking about your corporate values uh, being equitable. Well, let's, let's put your money where your mouth is. And, of course, nobody did. So uh, I think that, that there, should, there should be some pointing of fingers. There should be some naming of names. Um, and you can't go out and make statements about uh, your value system and then not live up to it. And so I, I'm a firm believer that it's, it's, um, it's time to hold some people to account. Yeah, and I've always said the, the missed uh, value in the LPGA are the players themselves. How, you know, they commit time to sponsors, commit time to their fans. They understand the importance of those partnerships in those relationships. And, and they really give so much of their time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, we have the best athletes in, in sports. That's not even close. It used to be NHL players and uh, NASCAR drivers. Uh, they were the most accommodating. They were the people that you could go up to all the time. Now it's our athletes by miles. Um, and anybody who, ever co- who comes out here recognizes it. And so um, I, I tell everyone who is even considering perhaps getting engaged with the LPGA, sponsoring the LPGA, just come to one. You only have to come to one, and you will get it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And um, also, we we want to mention, too, that a lot of uh, work is done through the LPGA's foundation, particularly for young girls and women around the world to grow the game. Can you share more about that? Yeah. I mean, the LPGA Foundation is – it is what it sounded. It is our charitable arm. And part of that is trying to grow the game from a grassroots level, getting girls involved, uh, providing scholarships, providing mentorships, uh, you know, hosting clinics, doing the things that we have to do to be able to, to just grow the game and, and to get people much more engaged at an early, early level. We also run an amateurs division where we end up having uh, a number of LPGA amateur events throughout the course of the year, and that's just for club members who want to come out and play uh, and you know, create this kind of social environment uh, surrounding the LPJ brand. So we have, th- there's far more to this than just the, um, just the tour players that you see on the weekends. Absolutely. So speaking of the tour players and the weekend, it is the big weekend of the 2021 season. And so who's, who's your pick, Steve? And we've got two winners, right? The, person that's going to win the CME Tour Championship, and then the overall race to the CME Globe. Yeah, they, they actually combine those two, and, and whoever wins is going to walk away with $1.5 million. Ah. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's a, a winner-take-all. It's winner-take-all. And, you know, look, I watched Celine Boutier yesterday, and it looked like every single iron shot was going in the hole. Uh, if she's able to continue to pull that together, don't count her out. But also, 
I've watched Nellie Corda come back from bigger deficits than this to win. And so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about where Nellie stands on the leaderboard at this moment. Well, um, all eyes are on this uh, this final weekend. Uh, I know uh, coverage on the Golf Channel, correct, both today, Saturday, and Sunday? That's correct, yes. Awesome. Well, Steve, we appreciate you taking some time with us during this very, very busy week for the LPGA and weekend, and uh, we look forward to a really exciting finish on Sunday. Thanks, Holly. It's always great to be with you. Thanks so much.